let's go. Drinks on Dusty, let's start the show. Drinks on Dusty, coming in hot, coming in to blow up the spot. Guess we picking what we be drinking. We don't know what Dusty is thinking. We are here to have a good time. See where the combo may just climb. Sit back, put your drinks up. Come on, y'all, fill up your cup. Drinks on Dusty, let's go. Come on, y'all, start the show. Oh no. All right, everybody, welcome to the newest episode of Drinks on Dusty. I am your favorite drinking, moronic drinking interviewer, whatever the fuck you want to call me, host. Um, your favorite drinking podcast host. That's probably the best way to say that, right? Your favorite drinking podcast host, I'm Dusty. And today we're coming out with another solo episode. I want to say again, um, thank you for everyone that listens. I don't know why. The, I don't know why. Never do. Won't know, don't get it. But uh, I appreciate it, and appreciate the fact of like the interest in these solo episodes of me just talking about a bunch of bullshit. Um, maybe it's because it's shorter. Maybe it's because meh. Maybe I, I just heard a lot of uh, positive things about it. Right. So I, I just want to thank everybody for that. Um, and it's made my life, my world, and everything right now. It's really cool. Um, so thank you. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're new to the podcast or whatever, but this is going to be an uncut episode. It's going to be a shorter one. It's just me kind of drinking, talking, and I'm going to talk about things that come to my head, right? Just random shit like my head is, some thoughts I wanted to share, but um, it always helps bridge the gaps because sometimes with editing my new interviews and everything, um, I'm, I got a lot of shit going on. I'm a busy person, okay? So, um, but it's been really cool to see the <laughs> progress and the... Um, the growth of this podcast just with the fact of me adding these solo episodes in. So um, this is what's kind of going to be the nice little format is like if I have an interview and I'm not able to really edit it in time so I can release every two weeks, I'll release a little solo episode where I'm just talking about where the fuck comes my brain. And again, these are kind of uncut. I don't edit them. I literally talk and I send it out. And um, it's very truthful, it's very moronic, probably stupid half the time, and it makes no sense. But just thank you guys for listening, and um, if, it just makes, makes the world to me, right? Um, so I'm just chilling in my room, it's a late night right now, right? I just got done doing a, a friend podcast that I do um, with some good friends of mine. Uh, called that big D and D energy, some nerdy shit that I do now. I, this is D and D podcast, Dungeons and Dragons thing. I got roped into um, at the start of the quarantine, and I was doing that. And then I just was like, I need to release an episode. I I need to get some shit out. So I just decided um to to do one tonight. So I'm just talking. Drink of choice tonight, rum and ginger. That's my drink of choice, Captain Morgan specifically. Um. And it's it's pretty good. I will have realized that sometimes rum, it definitely stings a little bit more. Stings a little bit more than whiskey. Maybe I'm more used to whiskey, but the rum stings a little bit more. Um, so rum and ginger, that's what I'm drinking tonight um, for this episode. I want to say I hope everyone had a happy new year. This is the first episode of the 2022 regime, which we're still dealing with some shit. But um, it's a new episode in this year. And I did want to share, so I had tried to record one about a week and a half ago, started recording, and then literally, I shit you not, 
it was it was probably like 15 minutes in I was recording recording talking about some nonsense I was talking about and I blanked completely blanked I literally was talking talking and I just was like I blanked out didn't know what the fuck was being said and I was like I don't even know what I'm saying I'm just saying shit and I had no feeling behind it and I literally just go nope and delete the whole thing went to bed or whatever the fuck I did <laughs> and then moved on um but I have a lot more feelings i guess today like i have more things to say i guess but um i was just like trusting my gut i guess and how i'm thinking or whatever and what i was talking about and i was like i don't want to send out shit just to send it out i was like i want to do something if i'm if i have something to say so and again what i might have to say might not make any goddamn sense but you know (laughs) we try well i poured that drink a little strong but so on this drinks on Disney episode, first thing I want to talk about, I'll try to make this relatively quick, I guess, but I got COVID like everyone else did. Everyone took my COVID thunder. They all took it. Um, but you know, I had COVID during my vacation. So, uh, went on vacation for the, to go back to the, the good life, Nebraska, where I'm from, went back, um, was about like 10 days off before I had to get back to work. and. <laughs> get there a day a day goes by I go and buy literally spend one day as soon as i fly in from new york go buy a bunch of presents for my nephews family mom dad everybody i'm just buying 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 shit um and then the next day after start to get a cough start to feel like shit long long story short uh try to fight it off i was like nah, nah i'm good this is good i got superpowers I, i'm not gonna get like i get sick every time i travel back went back and um uh, did go to a family thing that I probably shouldn't have gone to, so b- boo to me. But was like, it's just, it's just a cough. Like that's all I feel. It's just a cough. That's it. And then was around my my nephews, and then got tested the next day because I couldn't get a test like I can in New York and Nebraska. It was a lot harder. Like you have to, you know, set up times and shit. Tested positive. Felt like a fucking leper. Like I've never felt more like what the fuck do I, like, what do I do now? Because, like, all right, I have to quarantine, but I don't want to make any of my family sick, but I don't know what to do. I, I obviously don't have my own room here. Like, I don't, I don't live here anymore. I don't live in Nebraska. Um, then I'm worried about telling all my family. I was like, oh, I feel like the fucking dirty motherfucker, the dirty person in the family where I don't, oh, shit, I, no one wants me. Because I got this rapid test within, like, 15 minutes, and... Uh, after getting it and I just like froze and I didn't know what didn't know where to go didn't know what to do um texted like my my mom and my sister where sisters where I was at the time and just said hey I I tested positive I don't know what to do I know everyone's vaccinated like I feel okay I just have this cough but I was so frozen like I then felt like nobody wanted me around them I was like and it makes sense right like i don't want to give that to them i understand the frustration of being like um oh shit dustin has it can't talk to him now i think it i got a little like sad about it i just didn't (laughs) i didn't know what to do and i was just like standing around my sister's basement just trying to figure out what do i do now i'm supposed to quarantine for 10 days i We'll have to, like, either I, I was about to pay for a hotel for 10 days, which isn't ideal, I guess, but I'd be like, all right, fine. But 
I, I just didn't know what to do. And then I texted my dad and he immediately calls me. And my dad is somebody who, if you, if you listen to this podcast, if you've known a lot about my relationship with my father, my relationship with my father is not very sentimental, right? I love my dad to death. And I want that to be very clear. I love my dad to death. But the emotional connection with my dad just wasn't ever really there. Um, but he just immediately calls me. He's like, I'm coming to get you. You're, you're staying with me. He had just, he had just had it. And he was the only one out of my family. Everyone else was just like, I'm not sure what to do. I kind of felt like they were pushing me away to be around them, which I, again, I can understand, but still a little sad, you know, right? But my dad, he just goes, I'm coming to get you right now. And he drove up to get me and just goes, you'll be with me. Like, it's fine. He had just had it. Um, his significant other at the time had just had it. And it was kind of like, all right, so cool. It was just a bunch, bunch of COVID shit. I was a little worried about my little brother, but he'd just been around it and he's been fine. So like, all right, cool. This, this, this worked out. Now, at this time, we have to quarantine for 10 days. Okay. So this is where I do. My quarantine was, was fine. Very chill, you know. But what I was quarantining around, I'll share a little bit. Not to give too much of my family's drama, but... My dad and his, um, I'll say, girlfriend, the mother to my incredible brother, they're separating, okay? So I'm quarantining now in the house where they're separating, but they're still living there because they haven't moved to the other other houses. They're not talking at all. They're not talking. So I'm now in this quarantine situation where with basically, it's basically like you're in a high school breakup. So you're, it's like, let's say your best friend's name's Timmy. So Timmy breaks up with Jill and then they're still together though. And now you have to stay in a hotel or a room with them for the next 10 days and deal with that awkwardness. Okay. So that's what I did during my quarantine was dealing with that awkwardness with <laughs> having two people breaking up being around each other not talking to each other but then i'm here like hey flew in from new york what's up motherfuckers and <laughs> i'm just there i have my brother but you know he's going through he's about to be 15 he's about to be uh 16 and all he wants to do is play video games hang out with his friends as he should he's apparently not as pressed with his brother to hang out with him and shit right but he's he's going through that age right he wants to do his own shit but um I would ask him shit. My my little brother doesn't give emotions. He doesn't like um, <laughs> tell how he feels. He just goes, yeah, no, it's, it's whatever. I'm like, okay, thanks, Tan. Um, <laughs> but so he was kind of just in his own world. But I'm witnessing all the awkwardness throughout day to day, like 10 days where I'm not supposed to be out, not supposed to leave, not supposed to talk to anybody. And just watching this awkwardness of them not speaking to each other. It was weird as shit, okay? And I spent my birthday doing that, you know. My dad, though, here's the best part about this, okay? So the silver lining in this entire awkward-ass quarantine where I spent my birthday turning 29 um, in this awkwardness, but my dad, who I've, like I've said before, does not show really affection, my dad and I have never been more close than in those 10 days I spent with my dad. My dad constantly was checking up on, checking up on me, constantly taking care of me, which is something he never did when I was younger as much. Like and when I when I say that, I'm not saying my dad abandoned me because I that's not the case, right? I'm just saying like he gave me all this emotional love that my dad never really did, and he was 
like, hey, bud, how are you feeling today? Like every morning, wake, like checking in on me and making sure I had everything I ever needed and like having talks with me, having long talks about my life, my my goals, my um, the things that I'm doing now. My dad kind of, we never really talk. We just kind of talk in the same what what's going on in life or whatever, but we don't get into these emotional conversations. And my dad basically was showing me this vulnerability that he's never shown, like talking to me about his relationship, talking to me about the struggles with, with it. And it was, it was wild. And I'm seeing my dad kind of going through some either pain or just showing this vulnerability. And it was, I, I, I got to open up to my dad a lot more in the 29, a lot more than the past 29 years of life than I ever have. And what I will take away from the shittiness of this awkward quarantine or whatever, and not being able to hang out, do all this shit. But me and my dad created this other bond, another bond, I guess. And it was, I knew I was like, this is, this is the dad that I've always wanted that I didn't, I didn't have. Like my dad has always been, been there. Um, as in, uh, he's there, he takes care of me and stuff. I'm not, again, I'm never, would never say that he doesn't. It's just this emotional connection that I have with my dad. And it was, it was growing and we had these conversations and he's, he's doing all these things with me that he never did and having these talks. And it was the, the best part. And it was, it was fucking awesome. It was, um, magical. It was, um, it gave me a lot of emotions because again, like my dad doesn't, my, my dad didn't, I didn't grow up with my dad telling me he loves me and doing things with me and, um, or having these talks with me was just me do this or whatever. Um, it was, it just was nice to have, like, I felt like I had the dad that I always wanted with me. And, um, it was cool. And I'm 29. Like, again, I don't need to be taken care of, you know, but, um, I, he was just there and he was there when it seemed like nobody else was. And I remembered, I was just like, this is who my dad is. This is the things I get. This is what I, what I get from my dad. I'm there no matter what, I'll be the person that's there. And I'm like, that's who my dad is. And I saw my dad in this whole new light that I had never really seen before. And it was fucking, it was, it was emotional honestly and it was fucking magical too um so i spent the awkward quarantine that i had or whatever um not being able to see my friends not being able to be around everybody missing christmases with with um a lot of my family but i got to be around somebody that who's even with all this emotional lack or whatever he's the, he's my hero like my dad is my hero right and I look up to him a lot with his hard work and all this stuff. And I, but I got to share this emotional connection with him or this emotional bond that I hadn't really been able to do. And I kind of saw my dad grow in these years and all these things that are going on. And I just saw him open up and it was cool to finally let him see me open up where I keep myself very guarded with him. And, um, it was, the blessing that I didn't, oh, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. It was a blessing that I didn't know that I needed. And I got that. And um, it was really fucking cool. So as much as I bitched about my quarantine and all this shit that happened on my Christmas break and canceling flights and all this shit, but I got to have this moment, these uh, moments with my dad. And 
it was unlike anything, and I just um, it meant a lot to me. So that was kind of a little bit about my break and everything like that. Um, it's fucking crazy. Um, but then let's switch switch some gears, right? Because we don't need we don't need a bunch of the tears and sadness and stuff, right? Um, I <laughs> want to talk. <laughs> fucking, I want to talk about the fact that people don't get my humor a little bit. Um, so. I'm very sarcastic or I post shit that I find funny immediately. That doesn't mean that it needs to be funny to any fucking else. I think I'll laugh at my own jokes before anyone else will sometimes, right? Now, that's not to say I'll make people laugh. I got some comedic in me, I guess, maybe. But I will just post shit. So when you talk about like social media, my Instagram is posted a bunch of dumb shit. It's You can call what it's going to be. It's going to be me cheering on the Green Bay Packers. It's going to be me at a bar hanging out with somebody. It's going to be me with a pretty girl that I met or something. Um, or it's me showing my friends or whatever. Same content all the fucking time. And sometimes I'll post shit. Like maybe it'll be every now and again an emotional post or something. Or I'll just post something that makes me laugh. Right? So... For my work, for my new position I had, like with this leadership position I have, I sometimes I just have to go do things, fix problems, do shit. So one of the things I had to do the other day was I had to um, go pick up a bunch of these rapid COVID tests that the Department of Education gave to a bunch of one of our, our teaching locations, right? So I was asked to go like get these um, and get ready to hand them out to locations and explain what the use for them all was. We don't know what the use is. Um, but so I was in an Uber carrying them from one location to another. So I took a, a video of the COVID test. I took a video of it. And I just, in my head, this is what's funny to me. Again, it doesn't have to be funny to anybody else. But what I posted was selling these COVID tests for $100. DM me for more info. I thought, I thought it would be pretty clear with anyone who knows who the fuck I am. I'm, cl- I'm not selling COVID tests. I thought it was funny. Ha ha ha. Literally left it alone. Put my phone in my pocket. Went to work. Didn't do shit. Let me fucking tell you. <laughs> the fucking amount of messages that I got about one, asking me if I was serious. Two, people asking me for the COVID test and that were willing to pay me the $100. And people just not understanding what was happening. Somebody asked me, is everything going okay, Dustin? So somebody's thinking that I'm out here struggling so much that I have to, I've stolen COVID tests and I'm now selling them on the black market. And I was so confused and I just like kept watching it happen. I just kept watching like these messages come in and I was like, you really don't know me. <laughs> I have a, like a good friend of mine, Winston. Um, he texted me and he just, you know, he's joking with me, continuing the joke because he knows he knows I'm fucking around. He know I would never post something like that in a serious manner. But he's just like telling me how how funny he finds it, and then I'm telling him the frustration of I'm getting all these messages about people, um, thinking that I'm actually just selling COVID tests in New York City, and I was like, God damn it, man. You clearly don't get my fucking humor. You clearly don't get my humor at all. <laughs> and I finally had posted something. I was just like, hey, um, I'm not a big deal because I'm fucking not. I was like, just to be fucking clear, I'm not selling COVID tests. 
And like some people are like, wait, really? Like, what's going on? I was the most confusing shit to me. So I found, again, that people just don't get my humor and that it's fucking wild. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> just learning or understanding, I guess, a little more that <laughs> my humor is either not very clear or people really just don't know what I'm doing at the time, which is also funny to me to think about people that watch my Instagram. Cause you're, you're, I would just say if I had to, <laughs> you're thinking a few things, you're either like, all this dude does is go out and drink. Um, all this dude does is post the same kind of bullshit. When he's at the packages, he follows a routine, right? But when I, when I use what I use my social media for is one, I don't, I don't spend time to like, I need to, I need to get this really good picture. I don't give a fuck about that. I post the shit that makes me happier, like what I'm doing when I'm like, hey, this is, I'm living life, having a good time. Because we only get to fucking live one, motherfuckers. And if what makes me happy is going to my fucking favorite bar to watch my favorite football team, and I'll post selfies of me doing that every Sunday during football season, yeah, you're going to get that. And you're not going to get all the other shit I have to do on the week. But I think it's just funny to sit back and think about what I post and then people or what I'm enjoying and stuff and then people just not understanding it. So, or understanding my humor, whatever, I guess. So it just blows my mind. It's fucking crazy. Um, I hope that everybody, if you are following me, you at least understand me a little bit. You're like, okay, this is, I think it's to me pretty clear when I'm being serious or when I'm just fucking around. Um, but, I can understand that. Maybe it's not. So that's fine. Um, <laughs> just, shit blew my mind, man. Blew my mind the fact that people thought I was selling COVID tests in the back of a fucking wagon or whatever the fuck they thought I was doing or whatever. Shit was crazy. <laughs> um, what else is going on? Um, so I've, <laughs> I've had... Here's an interesting, I guess, a little segment, I guess, is my confidence has come back a little bit more. And if you listen to some of my, maybe more solo ones or even the interviews, I've lost a lot of confidence. I think I'm not, um, you can talk about it, you can target squarely. I think the confidence, what I'm saying is about like um, girls mostly or relationships, right? And I will say the past couple weeks, something has changed me. I can't put, I could tell you a couple things about it, I guess, but I couldn't put my finger on it necessarily, but I don't know if it's a less of a give a fuck, my less give a shits. But things have been just like showing up. I've had um, girls re- like just talking to me out of nowhere. I had, but my confidence is, um, it, it seems to be showing. I had my friend Megan told me I met up, met up with her at a bar. And she just goes, as soon as you walked in, you was like, oh, that's the confident Dustin I remember. And I thought that was interesting because I definitely haven't had that. And even then I was like, nah, I don't know about that. But I've, I guess it's, um, it's definitely risen or it's been more present and I feel more confident, which is cool. I don't know if that has to do with any of the work I'm doing or whatever. I don't fucking know. But I was at a bar and I was at a bar. This is two days ago. And I was just at this old regular bar of mine. And this girl was at the bar. She's a cute chick. And she comes up and talks to me. Her line was, again, I don't even know if it's a line. Um, but she asked me, she goes, Hey, did you used to work at this clothing store? I literally don't remember what it was called. And I was like, no, I definitely didn't. But thanks for asking or whatever. But this then started this whole conversation. We're talking to each other. 
meet this girl, get her phone number, all this stuff. And I was like, damn, that hasn't happened to me in a while. That hasn't happened to me in a bit. And I just, it was like, I don't know what it is. It seems, I confidence around certain girls or like me going out with people. I, I feel cooler. I feel, or I, f- I just feel better. And I don't even know what to uh, give credit to that for. I don't know what it is. But it's been nice because I've felt more free and I've, I've felt that confidence come back. And it's cool. I, there's one girl, that girl at the bar though, she asked me this question. She goes, um, all right. If you were, this is where I knew it was probably not, this is not something that I want to pursue or continue. But her question was, um, if you're, if you're on your deathbed, what do you want? Or, or when, when do you prefer to die? Wait, what, what'd you say to me? It was these two questions kind of combined. And I was like, what are you asking me? So you're asking me when I prefer to die or what do i want on my deathbed now i can understand you can maybe turn those questions to make it more like oh you're like your your last day on earth what do you what's the last thing you want to eat cool this girl was asking me a lot of death questions (laughs) and i was like you're a little dark a little dark for uh old dusty here and uh it was a little weird, a little weird to me. And I kept like laughing because I think I pride myself on I can continue any conversation and I live for the certain moments that are happening. I'm like, this is the moment that was brought to me this day. I decided to come to this bar at this time of night and I'm just going to see how this plays out. But it was a fucking weird ass goddamn question, motherfuckers. <laughs> Not even question, questions, numerous questions. Um, so it was, it was very fucking interesting. So it was fucking wild. She says some weird shit, but props to her for her confidence and props to her for asking the questions she wants to ask. Because it also did bring up um, a, a, an interesting convo where it was like dating apps and meeting people. And it's like people aren't real enough. This was a cool convo that I had that night was just people don't want to show their complete real selves. And it's such a waste of time, right? Because if you're if you're playing this game of the dating game or whatever where you're trying to meet people and you obviously want to put your best foot forward, right? To get them interested in you. But if you if you get someone interested in you by pretending to not really be who you are, they'll find it out eventually, right? Like if you go down the entire path like you want to your date you your your boyfriend girlfriend, your girlfriend girlfriend, boyfriend boyfriend, but you're dating, then you're you're with each other all the time. Now you're moving in together, now you're married. At some point they're going to know who you are, right? So the focus of just being who you truly are, not giving a shit, I want to give props to that um, girl that I met because she was clearly like, this is who you are. And I want to, she wanted to meet somebody that was like, this is who I am. If you want this or not, whatever. And I think that that's something that misses in a lot of relationships of just like being or meetings or whatever, in my opinion, I guess, but being truly who you are. Not not hiding the things you don't like, not not hiding the nerdiness about you or hiding the certain things that you may not be too, um, may not you want to show or say on a first date. Like, I, I really like, I, I'm really into game, like, I was, I, I'm a Game of Thrones fanatic or whatever, something like that. You know what I mean? But like, you're hiding certain things, but like, no, if you really like it, tell that fucking person because they, like, why not? Get that out of the way in the first moment, but then waiting later, right? So I think it's a cool thing that a lot of people, more people should do is just like being 
truly authentically you and not playing that game of oh let me let me be a little more proper and do the whole timid shit or whatever the fuck like be authentically you um i think that's important and i thought that was cool um so everyone should fucking do that (laughs) next today this time actually for this podcast i actually did write notes in the sense of Maybe talk about this, and I was probably helping me, probably because I was afraid that I was going to fucking go off and forget what the fuck I was talking about, like, last time, or whatever, freeze or some shit. But, um, yeah, that's important, and people should fucking do that. And I think if, you, if you're listening to this, I mean, like, send me, a, send me a, mes- a message or something, like, what, um, how are you on your first dates? I'd be interested to know how people really are, because I think, um, I think even me, like, you know, I don't show the... I may not show the sarcastic side of me too much or whatever. Like, um, how I like to really make fun. Like, if I'm on a first date or whatever, I may hide certain things on that. And maybe some people aren't. I would love to talk to people that are like that. I mean, that's fucking cool. Um, <laughs> one thing um, I did want to share, I thought it'd be cool to share one of the fun stories I have from teaching kids. So... I've had, I've taught kids, been a part of kids' lives in a teaching setting or life setting for many years. My mom was a childcare provider. So I grew up with always having other kids in our house, like doing activities with them. Like I knew how to change a diaper before I knew how to throw a football. Um, so being around younger kids and teaching them, helping them, doing activities with them, I've always like just grown up with that. So that's one of those things where I'm naturally good at talking to kids and uh, teaching them and doing those kind of things. So I did want to share. I wanted to share a fun story that I that I've had, and one of it's it's my funniest or crazy or just <laughs> ridiculous story that I've ever had um, with teaching a kid. So with the company I work for now, I it was my first year moving here. So it was this kid? Um, his name's Jonathan. So he was just one of those kids where he just he was the some challenges some challenges that were going on so when i was first working there was just like times where you're like ah this kid is just he's just about four years old he's he's a pain he's being a pain like trying to find the best way to teach him so one day i was like i was during my break time and i was like just off just sitting chilling eating lunch or whatever i was doing and i got a question like mr dustin can you can you come help him just like he needs to get some energy out i was like cool yeah, I got you. I was like, Jonathan, come come here, hang out, with Mr. Dustin, right? So we're hanging out, we're in this big gym space, and I'm just trying to find activities to do to make him active, right? Maybe he just needs to get some energy out. So what I knew about him is he loves superheroes. So I was like, Jonathan, um, do you have superpowers? And I know this voice, like you may not think this is a good voice, but I'm telling you right now, it's spot on impression of him. He's like, Yes, Mr. Dustin, I have all these superpowers. I go, okay. Okay, can you go? Can you go lift? Um, I need you to go lift that mat over there. So he go runs, lifts up the mat, and he he like pulls it to me, and I'm like, oh wow, Jonathan, I didn't know you have super strength like that. He's like, yes, Mister Dustin, I have all these super strength. I go, okay, well, are you really fast? He goes, yeah, Mister Dustin. So I go, can you can you run? Like, show me how fast you are. So he runs, comes back. Oh, Jonathan, I didn't know you were that fast. Yes, Mister Dustin, I have super strength and super speed. And I go, um, <laughs> what do, do you, so I go, do you have, um, anything else you want to show me? And I go, yes, Mr. Dustin. I go, okay. Um, 
what else what else are you really good at jonathan he's like i can i have some i have some songs and i go okay well sing me a song sing me a song jonathan because okay why this this is the song that he sings to me this is the exact word for word song that he fucking sings to me this kid is four years old okay so jonathan uh sing me your song okay mr dustin why are the aliens inside me why are the aliens inside me why won't they go away he sings those fucking exact words to me. This kid sings those fucking words to me. And I'm frozen when I hear this. And I just look at him. And he looks right back in my eyes. And he goes, the aliens, Mr. Dustin, they're in there. And he just runs off. Runs off, does some shit. The fucking wildest shit I've ever heard in my life. This, this kid just saying to me that he has alien voices in his head. I don't know how to help him. I'm not trained in that situation. I don't know what to do in that situation. And I fucking froze. And then one of the teachers comes out because she had heard most of it. And she's just staring at me. And I just go, I, I got nothing for you. Um, he's got to go back to class because I got to go home. And pass it off there. And that's the wildest. One of the, like, just the weirdest, funniest, crazy thing that's ever, like, happened to me with teaching a kid. And I thought it'd be cool to share that because I have so many of these crazy ass fucking stories um, <laughs> that just are fucking nuts. It's crazy. Like the kids, when you're teaching them, like the it's they give you some of the funniest shit. They give you the cutest stuff. They give you um, a sense of belonging and fulfillment that is something you can't even explain. Like one another thing that I did was when I first got back after my whole quarantine, like I've told you, like my position, like after this kind of like fix problems, do shit. So one of it was teaching virtually. And that's something I never wanted to do because I think it's really important when you teach children that face-to-face interaction, like really knowing me in this presence or whatever. Um and I think it's it's just it's harder to keep doing it on a computer or phone or whatever. It's just really hard to make that connection, make it real. But I needed to do something to help a new teacher. Or like, all right, I'll, I'll teach virtually. I'd never done it before. But I was like, I'll jump in and do it. I had the most fun. So like my job for three, three days was just teaching these kids virtually. And it was, it was nice because I didn't have to deal with all the other outside stuff that I have to do with on a daily basis with work. But I just got to teach these kids. And it was on the computer. And I don't know. Like, none of these kids knew who the hell I was. And I spent three days with them teaching. And by three days, like they were my best friends. So one of the things that I would do was we do this gym portion where I would take a bandana and I put it on my head and I would transform into coach Dustin. We're doing the gym now. And on my last day of teaching, every one of them puts a bandana on. So I go, all right, everybody, you're going to go, go find a space in your, your place where you have lots of space to move around, run around and jump. And coach Dustin's going to be right back. So I do this whole transformation thing. They all leave the camera view come back and have bandanas on their head and they're all showing and telling me mr dustin we're we're look we're just like you now we're just like you and i almost like broke down because it was so emotional to me that you can make a connection with people like it took me three days to make this connection with this four-year-old group of kids and teaching them and i did that just from a camp like my laptop in front of me 
And you can do so many things like that. And it's like, ah, oh, it's part of the job where I miss now. I don't get to do that as much. But it's so powerful. And I think everybody should experience that or understand that. Like it's when you teach a kid that's that young and educating them or make that connection, it's something that people don't get. And it's so powerful. And it's the fucking coolest part about my job and why I've loved this job for so much. Um, <laughs> I just think it's awesome. But yeah. Um, so <laughs> one thing I also wanted to do was somebody apparently sent this before I end the podcast soon is um, someone sent me this. And if you did send this to me, please tell me. Someone sent me this card deck and it's, it's called Icebreaker Deeper Talk. It's best self or something. But it's basically six categories of cards, and each of them have a category. So it's like belief, self-awareness, um, things like that. So what I thought it'd be cool is I, I, I will start to do this on my podcast with my guests, but I'm going to pick a card. And I had a friend of mine, Diane, who I was messaging, uh, she, I told her to pick one of the themes, and she told me self-awareness. So I'm going to pick a card from the deck of self-awareness, and I don't know what it's going to be. But I'm just going to talk about it for a bit. See what it is. If it sucks, I apologize. We'll see what it is, okay? So come, come the, draw from the top. So the self-awareness card says this. What have you done from a place of insecurity that has had a long-lasting effect? Hmm. What have you done from a place of insecurity that has had a long-lasting effect? Hmm. That's hard. A place that you're doing something from insecurity that has had a long lasting effect. I'm like repeating the question because I'm not I'm not really even sure how to answer that. Um I think all right, first thing that comes to my head. I'm very insecure about my body. So I think that I rely on other people to tell me that it's still okay or like giving me compliments about it. And I'll word things where I'll say like, if we're having a conversation, if I go, yeah, well, I just really don't look good anymore. And I say those kinds of things to try to get something back so I can get the security where I'm like, if I say, I just like, I just, I feel, I just feel really, I feel really out of shape and I look like shit. And then I'm saying that, hoping that that other person comes back. He's like, no, it doesn't. You look great. And I'm trying to just hear that so I can like almost propel myself to make myself believe that or think that. And I think that I've used that topic for insecurity a lot. Or I'm trying, I say something that I'm very insecure about, but hoping that somebody will say something back to me positively, posit- positive or whatever to um counteract it i guess and it's had a long effect on me i guess because i've done i do that all the time and i hate when i do that but it's one of those things where it's i do it and sometimes i forget that i even do do it and it's always like feeding into that insecurity so it constantly is affecting i mean that's the first thing that came to my head damn these cards are fucking powerful motherfucker God damn. <laughs> don't like that. I don't like those feelings. I don't like having those feelings. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's interesting. 
I don't even know if that answered the question, so I'd love to hear if anyone thinks it didn't, but that'll be cool because they're, they're very prominent. They're very um, powerful questions or things to like, it's about having like deeper talks. Like the, the point of it is having a deeper talk with somebody and like, I'm obviously just talking to myself, but like, I love like starting combos with that. Like, all right, let's talk about some real shit. So that's powerful. Fuck. Um, (laughs) damn. We'll end with this. Um, I'm going to go through a top five. So I think for next thing I'll start doing with myself, self episodes is I'll, I'm going to give a top five. that just kind of tells about myself. So uh, another friend of mine gave me this idea. Top nerdiest things about me. Okay. I won't go into like monologues about each of these, but top five nerdiest things about me that maybe you didn't know. Okay. Number five, probably theater that I'm into theater, like theater. I'm an actor study acting like i'll read <laughs> read my acting books and stuff i think that's like a is like a g- easy one to say like i'm a theater theater geek i guess um number four i play a lot of video games and i play a lot of video games to chill myself out it's almost like my safe space it's just if i've had a long day or if i need to just calm out zone out i'll play video games so i play video games a lot yeah i know these don't sound like some crazy shit they're nerdy to me or whatever but Video games is like something that maybe you <laughs> wouldn't tell somebody they're like, yeah, I, I actually play video games all the time. And it's hard for me to think that I wouldn't ever play a video game because it's like I had a long day. It's like, let me zone out, play some Madden, play the Spider-Man game. It really zones me out and um, helps me just kind of recenter myself because of how eccentric that I am, how much I am constantly meeting new people and how I want to meet new people. But I need that time to kind of just be by myself, do something that's just me having fun. And that's video games, one of those things. Number three, Spider-Man. I'm fucking obsessed. I'm obsessed with Spider-Man. If you, the new movie that came out, when I finally saw that movie, I won't give any spoilers, the greatest fucking thing that I've ever goddamn seen, okay? I get obsessed with the character of Spider-Man, talking about the entire Spider-Man storyline, um, how Spider-Man should be. Like the Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man because I think it's exactly what I thought of when I was younger. Like he's my favorite superhero when it's like how you should be as Spider-Man. I could talk about that all fucking day long. How you could be how how an actor, if you're playing Spider-Man, how they should truly act to give um truthfulness to the character. And anything that has to do with Spider-Man, I fucking know about it, or I've already like I've already looked it up. I've talked about it. I want to see it. Whatever it is. If it's Spider-Man, I want that. If I was going to get a tattoo, it was a good shot I'd get a fucking Spider-Web or Spider-Man on my fucking arm. Number two, Greek mythology. The, um, I'm obsessed with Greek mythology. I love video games about it. I love reading the Odyssey. I read the Odyssey probably at least, at least twice a year. I love to talk about it. I love to talk. I love to research as much about it. I love to. I love to talk about the different gods that are represented in Greek mythology. Why they're represented there, um, their interactions with other gods, the demi, like everything about Greek mythology. I fucking live for, and I would lo- like. I'll sit and listen to a fucking episode or a podcast that's just talking about how the. Um, the Trojan War. Like I I'll rewatch Troy all the time because of the Greek mythology aspect to it. Um I'm obsessed with it. Number 1. Number 1. I know way too much about pro wrestling. Way too much. 
pro wrestling is that thing that I can talk about and know about and never stop talking. Honestly, I can answer so many questions about professional wrestling that you would be like, God damn, Dustin, you know that? That's crazy. I'm like, yeah, I can talk about characters. I can talk about it was the thing that I wanted to be when I was younger. It's the thing that I always watched. It was the thing I was obsessed with. Obsessed with. I would I'd watch it every Monday, every Friday, every like everything that there was, I'd watch it and learn about it. I thought it was real for the longest time, right? And then the when I got older, like, oh, understanding the art of it. It's just one of those things I know all these facts about that I can talk about it nonstop. So if you if you see like I have a friend named Tyler who I can sit and just talk about professional wrestling all night long. Our favorite wrestlers, why they're our favorite wrestlers. Um that's the number one nerdiest thing about me, which I definitely don't lead off when I'm talking to girls. Like, ah, I know a lot about professional wrestling. Probably not the biggest sell. Um <laughs> that'd be cool to know those are five nerdy th- shits that I'm fucking that I'm into. And then next time I do a solo one, I'll give you some other five things about me. But that's the shit I love. Um, thank you for listening. If you're still here, I appreciate um, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate the support. Uh, updates on the podcast. So I have an interview coming out with the lovely Kristen Hasty. Um, I can't wait for this interview to go out because it was um, uh, one of my favorite interviews in the sense in in the sense because. Me and her were never the, necessarily the closest friends when we grew up knowing or grew up knowing each other through college, but she has now become one of my favorite people in New York City. And our connection, our topics, what we talk about this entire podcast are really informative. Um, she talks about a lot of like her um, beliefs in uh, creating shows that are representing women, which I, I love that combo that we had, and just learning from her. Um, and how we've grown to where now she like told me like, I really like hanging out with you, Dustin. Like, I, I, I think you're an awesome person. I think you're an awesome person too, Kristen. And we became like each other's favorite, like some of our favorite people and just learning from somebody outside of a college view and being with them in the whole real world and our connection. And I'm really excited about the interview to come out. Um, so be ready in two weeks for that episode to come out. So you could listen to that interview and, we do have, like I said, we're hiring we're hiring a social media creator by we, me, and it's gonna be my friend Justin, who made a drunken pact with me. So said he'd do it. But he's very, very good with it. And he's gonna be the first person to join our drinks on Dusty team. Um, so I'm excited about that. And as always, well, I'm always looking for new guests to be around. So again, if you're listening to this, you wanna be on, you wanna have a favorite drink, you just wanna talk about some shit. Just reach out. I have. I always want to talk to new people. Anybody that wants to be on, you're more than welcome to be on. So just let me know. Um, thank you so much for everybody in the two years that I've created this podcast. Everyone that's been on this podcast. Um, it has been. I've said I'm oh, so fucking much. I'm so sorry. It has been my favorite thing. It has helped me got. It's helped me get through um, so much for the past craziness of these past years. Um, it's helped me be my creative self and doing something that I want to do, what I feel like I'm okay at and connecting with people again, like the main focus of this entire podcast is connecting and reconnecting with people in my life. And it's a blessing that I get to do it. And it's an added bonus that anybody, one person, 
50 people, 5,000, whatever it is that listen to it, it's fucking awesome. And I can't tell you from the bottom of my heart that the fact that anybody listens and then texts me about the entire episode makes my day. So thank you for the support and everyone that's been on the podcast. I appreciate you for your time and thank you. So everybody, cheers. This will be out. Have a fun Friday. Have fun. And thank you for listening and having a good time with me. All right. Cheers. And go out and live your lives. Okay. Drinks on Dusty out.